What's up guys, my name is Jason. And my name's Ian. And I've broken out the shed. And that's Paul and his annoying duck, Brian. Welcome everyone to the podcast recorded gaming community. This is our last one of 2020. How do we feel, guys? Drained. Tired. Easy, Brian. This is a family-friendly show. It is our last show of 2020, guys. It, and as such a special occasion, we have allowed Paul out of his shed to come in with us. I don't know why he's brought the duck with him, but, you know. Well, he's the one not on a bungee rope, so... <laughs> <laughs> So for the last time this year, pop the kettle on, grab a brew, and some popcorn, and let's get on with today's episode. For today's episode, as we said, we have welcomed Paul out of the shed into the studio to have a discussion about 2020, the year that was, well, Yeah, pants. we can't swear, can we? Yeah. <laughs> Keeping the show family friendly, it hasn't been a great year. There's been some good points. But a lot more bad. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. <laughs> But we're going to try and keep this episode as positive as possible and try and forget about the fact that the world is closed still and uh, that the country is about to leave the European Union as a, as a permanent thing. So yeah, everything's good really, isn't it? Christmas! We apologise up front that this episode is probably going to be a long one. We're going to be having a good fun laugh here. I can absolutely guarantee it. I do not have a litre of Baileys sitting in front of me. And this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. How full was that when we started? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was alright. <laughs> it was open. <laughs> it's not full now. <laughs> so, what we're going to talk about, guys, we're going to talk about the games that have come out this year that were on our radar, whether we purchased those games, whether we played those games. We're going to talk about our favourite games that we have played this year, be it an old game or a new, you know, or even a new game. If we have any disappointments that came out this year. And, of course, the games that we're most looking forward to in the coming year of 2021. So, who wants to start? Shall we start with games that have come out this year? Yeah, Candy. Well, I might as well start. We've heard about it a million and one times. I still have it sitting in front of me. My biggest game for me this year is the introduction to the Digimon card game. And that's all we need to know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oi, Brian, wake up. As I said, I'm not going to go into it too far. We've, we've harped on about it almost like every weekly now since it's come out. Jason's falling asleep next to me. But yeah, Brian that's, is asleep. But that's definitely my my favourite, um, well, at least my favourite trading card game product of the year. Nice. I'm Country Mile. Nice. What about you, Paul? Um, I finally had Tidal Blades, Heroes of the Reef turn up. And that's been a Kickstarter that's uh, been a couple years in the making. And especially with all the uh, stuff that we're not going to mention going on this year, it has been delayed quite a bit. And it finally turned up sort of mid-August. Only got it to the table a couple of times since then. But it's certainly one that I'm eager to get to the table again. And hopefully get some uh, solo plays in as well. Yep. I think my favourite game that came out this year has to... It's actually an expansion. Uh, My favourite game is the expansion to Dynagenix. I absolutely loved that game. I love the game beforehand, but that expansion just made it a next level game for me. It's now in my top tier. You're not alone on that front. Um, as I said, I even got the opportunity to try the co-op variant of that. Such a good game. The expansion has completely changed that into a perfectly balanced game. There was a few problems with the base game on its own, but their expansions managed to fix those. Yeah, indeed. Have you actually played Dynagen? I haven't, slash we haven't. Okay, I think this is a game that uh, Paul needs to add to his looking forward to in 2021. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's still a couple of weeks left. This is very true. If we can uh, somehow break you out of the shed again, we might let you play a game <laughs> at some point. I would invite you in, but... There's not a lot of room in there. No, no. no not at all. It's nice to be in here and actually be able to stretch both arms out at once. <laughs> so, out of all the games that you've had received, that, that's obviously the one 
one that you uh, you enjoyed yeah. the most, was it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I have enjoyed that. And uh, one of the evenings at the comic shop, we got to play Downforce as well with uh, Ian's selection of uh, Disney-inspired cars additions yeah. to it. And I did actually go and purchase that and the map tracks. <laughs> have you got the good. brand new map tracks with the ramps and, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. I think it's Wild Ride, is it? Yeah. yeah. I have got two map packs i think that's one yep, of them that's yeah. It, yeah and i'm happy to say that mine has finally turned up despite <laughs> the fact that i ordered it before both of you <laughs> <laughs> so yes we now all have uh, downforce fully kitted up uh, obviously not as kitted up as ian with his disney inspired madness yeah i don't know how you i've been looking on ebay and stuff for like micro machines and stuff and everything's so expensive <laughs> those cars models aren't cheap they're no. three quid each yeah i have over 60 of them yeah we know who to mug when we leave tonight <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i have been collecting them for about three or four years though. oh okay We'll let you off. So what other games have you had to turn up this year? Seeing as though, you know, we, we were always telling people like the games that we've been buying, but we, nobody really cares um, what games you've had. I've started, uh, Will Wheaton's come back out of the uh, woodwork, so to speak, and he's now the global brand ambassador for Bicycle Games. And they're the makers of proper, decent playing cards. Mm. And they've branched out into the uh, board game arena. And they brought out a few games this year, and one that particularly caught my eye was Shuffle Grand Prix. And I sat and watched him play that with his wife, Anne Wheaton. And yeah, thoroughly enjoyed his playthrough, as I've done with all his old YouTube tabletop stuff. Nice. Um, went and picked that up, and that arrived a couple of days ago. So uh, hopefully start and play that with my wife at some point. So what, uh, what other games did you get this year, Ian, that you really enjoyed or haven't had the chance to play yet? Um, I think one of my absolute favourites so far has been the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Kickstarter that finally turned up. It's uh, The main game, core game in it was City 4 but I got pretty much the all-in pledge with absolutely everything under the sun in it. I had a chance to start trying it and whereas IDW have done a Turtles game before, they they didn't make it fully co-op. You had to have someone playing the villains. This time around they've put an AI mode which you can go back and use for the original game as well. It makes it so much more fun. I've, I've had the opportunity to try the first part of the campaign with a few different groups of people now and I've been really impressed. I'm looking forward to plodding my way through everything that was available in it which is going to take a hell of a long time. <laughs> I think we're all really looking forward to that. Um, obviously it's, it's nice that we're able to hold it off a little bit so that we can all play it together and, and, yeah. and go through the campaigns but it's just sucky that we've got to. Yeah, we're being forced to do that. Yeah, um, I've had a few few other games that I'm really, really excited to try. But obviously, as we highlighted on the show last week, that it's become damn near impossible to, to play a lot of these games. Um, I've had the expansion for my Power Rangers game turn up. Um, haven't had a chance to play that. I've what had a shame. Unicorn Fever, Taxi Derby. Yeah, they've all they've all turned up and are games I'm desperate to play, but I just haven't been able to get them to the table because we haven't been around the, the other, table. The other thing is the player counts as well. I had stopped the train turn up this week. Um, but it's a four to six player game, so I think it might be four to six years at this rate before I actually get to play it. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking to Power Rangers, I managed to uh, play the new Power Rangers deck building game. Yeah, all right, with love it. The, uh, one of the one of the uh, designers actually, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that was 
very nicely done. If you could see the jealousy right now in Jason's Absolutely. Face. <laughs> Talk about Superman in his heat vision. <laughs> I've literally just boiled over. Uh, that is actually one of the games I am really looking forward to uh, next year. It hasn't actually made my list of games that I'm most looking forward to next year, though. So that's what until I mentioned it. No, oh, it, it was it nearly got on there. It actually came number six for me. But you have got a Rangers T-shirt on, so we'll, I do we'll indeed. I have my Green Ranger T-shirt on. Green Ranger for the win. So, we sort of touched on it a little bit there. Games we're looking forward to. Well, I have actually backed HeroQuest. Oh, yeah. So, I am looking forward to that coming through. Yeah. Do you have a, a rough estimate of what time or when they're planning on actually delivering those? No. <laughs> <laughs> Did they have a rough estimate? I'm assuming it's going to be in 2021 at some point. Yeah. Um, I've got a feeling they said something about March. So, so be... it could be earlier than later. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, being Hasbro, you'd think that they have the production facility to do it pretty quickly. It's not like your average Kickstarter where they've got to go and find a Chinese manufacturer and... To be fair though, in this current climate, you've only got to look at Bandai and Fantasy Flight's issues with trying to get stock out quickly and with both um, all the, our whole episode on Fantasy Flight mm. and the Digimon card game is struggling as well. I've already heard bad news on the January front that they might even not be releasing the theme decks wow. because there's just not enough stock. So again, um, um, that's only on the grapevine. I'm not sure if that's been confirmed yet, but yeah. it's showing that this virus stuff is still having a huge impact on the market, you know, because the, there's just not the capability in the factories with the staffing, you know, versus the virus. Mm. And not just that. We only heard the last week that the uh, container ship oh, yeah. <laughs> had a bit of a incident, shall we say, as it's uh, crossing the uh, Pacific. Oh, yes. Dumped a few uh, shipping containers off the yeah, side. It's only Asmodee products that are on there. No one really cares about them. No, Asmodee, not Asmodee. There's also a few Kickstarters by <laughs> the sounds of it, too. It's a quarter of their load that they lost. So do you have a uh, a particular game that you're really looking forward to, excluding ones that begin with the word letter D? I mean, let's be real. Actually, I'm going to start with one that you're not expecting, because I know which which game you were goading me into there, and it will get mentioned. But I'm actually looking to a game, forward to a game called Fossils, which is due really soon. The idea is, is you've got like a tray with different dinosaur bones and stuff in it you put a sheet across shake it all up so that they will randomly distribute around and then you put tiles on the top pull the tray out and you each got to dig go around digging trying to bury the fossils and build up your collection for your museum whilst not knowing where everything has ended up yeah so i'm actually really looking forward to that turning up you get a bag of sand with that do you unfortunately not oh that would have made it much better with some bluetooth Real brushes life. oh yeah yep. actually with a proper pickaxe <laughs> <laughs> i don't guess i defrosted the freezer earlier so yeah i'm looking forward to that and then while we're on that theme let's not leave the elephant out of the room me and jason are both going nuts for jurassic world enough said about that again another game we harp on at every opportunity god forbid Although we haven't done that for a little while though to be fair no and god forbid where the hell we're even going to put the damn stuff because the boxes are going to be huge yeah don't think of the shed i've got <laughs> enough i've got enough room in there as it is well we got to have the priorities they're worth way more only if you build an extension <laughs> What about that shipping container that you got in full of Monopoly games? Oh, yeah, that's half empty at the moment. Yeah, what could go in there? Burn them a bit quicker, it's getting quite cold. Yeah, they're actually quite good burners. <laughs> I thought we'd be through a lot more than we are at the moment. <laughs> We've got two versions of Masters of the Universe games coming next year. One of those is actually on my top five that I'm Ooh. really looking forward to, which is obviously the only one we're able to get in Europe. Both you and I started collecting already, haven't we? Indeed we have. We have the two 
limited edition miniatures that are currently out with a third one on the way in Shira. Yeah, and we've still got two more to come. Oh, so they say, yeah. Although the the latest rumour is that that Kickstarter is now going to hit in January or February, which is interesting because it was originally meant to be November. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see why they've pushed it back. Get us paying more for the miniatures. Well, I'm guessing so. Yeah, because yeah. we've got, obviously, Shira. I'm assuming it's going to be Hordak. Yeah, I think Hordak will be the next one. And what, the princess? Yeah, the, the, the other one I'm not so sure. Hordak, I'm, I'm almost certain, is going to be the next one. Uh, but the one after that, not so sure. But I guess time will tell. Absolutely. There were three games that are all going to be hitting Kickstarter at the same time that I'm really looking forward to, which was uh, Call Me or Not's animation collection that they announced a little while ago with the uh, the Looney Tunes, Scooby-Doo, and Teen Titans Go. I'm not so bothered about Teen Titans myself. Well, you know my opinion on that with my anti-DC stuff. But, so. um, <laughs> but the little one will go absolutely crazy for that. So that was a must. The other um, two sound amazing. I, I love Scooby Doo. I love the Looney Tunes, and I can only assume that being that there's a Looney Tunes game, we're blatantly going to get a uh, Animaniacs expansion. Has to happen. Ben's the new the new cartoon has tanked, so we should have to wait and see on that one. Yeah, as most of the new cartoons do. <laughs> this is very bring true. back the old ones. <laughs> a few other games that uh, I've seen on the horizon. I, there's not much information about most of them, but just the names alone are enough for me. And Do they involve dinosaurs? No. Trains? Would you believe? No. 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 Oh, okay. Mortal Kombat, the miniatures game. Ooh. Very, very interested in that. I love my miniatures. I used to love Mortal Kombat. So, yeah, I'm keeping my ear to the ground on, on that one. There's going to be a lot of miniatures for that, aren't there? Yeah. I mean, every time I look on YouTube, there's a new video of some fatality <laughs> from some film character that Just they've dragged in. Just think of the customization options of actually making little mini dioramas of the fatalities actually happening. <laughs> Is this where you're going to get two of every miniature? One of them dead and one of <laughs> Well, they've got alternate yeah. costumes as well, so there's another. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z from Call Mini or Not. I'm assuming this will be a miniatures game, being from Call Mini or not. Hardly any information, but the name alone is enough to... to it's hooked me. It's hooked me. I'm like a fish. <laughs> and it's got me. And the final one, because obviously we've already mentioned uh, Masters of the Universe. Uh, the final one for me is not for Ian's taste in any way, shape or form, but is Batman the Dark Knight Returns board game. DC for the win. <laughs> And all those lovely miniatures will go amazing with all of my Marvel miniatures. Just replace them with the Marvel miniatures. <laughs> then you've got a decent game. I mean, that it goes without saying as well, I'm looking forward to all of the Crisis Protocol stuff that's yet to come. Um, they've already announced the Inhumans. They did a really, really cool reveal video for the Deadpool miniature that's coming as well uh, with Cable and, and all of that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, big stuff to come for Crisis Protocol that I'm really, really looking forward to. Never would have guessed. Is there a Juggernaut miniature yet? That one has been teased. So we know it's coming. It's just a case of when. Yeah, Juggernaut's always been a favourite character of mine. I actually have a resin uh, resin printed Juggernaut miniature. So, yeah. And I, uh, I haven't printed it yet, but I have a Blob miniature as well, which is a personal favourite of mine, just purely because of the name. <laughs> Temptation to paint him up as Mr. Blobby. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> well, you Who paint his leotard. We need a Mr. Blobby game. Dear Lord. Oh, no, 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 no. 
<laughs> Noel's house party, the game. There is actually a game. That doesn't yeah. surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah release the uh, a new version of Noel's house party game. You... Have a side quest of Mr. Blobby Let's and just... reopen Crinkly Bottom theme park, damn it. Just bring back Noel's house party. <laughs> so that that's that's five games for me that I'm really looking forward to next year. Have you got any others that you've seen on the horizon? Especially as you're the one that keeps your ear to the ground with regards to all yeah, these Yeah, well, I've got releases. a few card games and games that are on their way. I enjoyed Villagers so much last year, so uh, we got Streets coming quite soon. Yep, I'm, I'm on board with that one as well. And we've got the follow-up to uh, Cartographers, which is the new Heroes Roll and Write, and that will work alongside Cartographers, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Uh, quite abstract game, I've mentioned quite a few times on our news section, is a game called Quinn. Quite looking forward to that, it's quite an abstract uh, space time management game, and... Yeah, we had uh, a chance to uh, play test Pugs in Mugs. Yep. So uh, we're quite looking forward to getting a physical copy of that in our hands. And That's going to be really good, good when that arrives. That's going to be a very popular game at the clubs, you know, once we're able to run them. And also their, their new game that they announced. Absolutely, yeah. Earth Rising. very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Quite like to thank Laurie, Ree, Rob and the gang for inviting us in to uh, play test as well. Yep. Indeed. I've noticed they've not done it again. Yeah, they've, they've obviously learned from their mistakes. They've asked, but not us directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that was great fun and it was actually quite nice because obviously at the time we were still quite new to the whole podcasting so it was actually nice to to have someone just approach us about it and and it was great uh, and know. even thank us in one of their videos on the kickstarter page as yep, well that was quite uh, um... yeah great great team over there at uh, stop drop and roll so they, they'll always have our support absolutely on pretty much anything any projects that they do and uh we'd like to actually get them on the podcasts at some point yep. which will uh, hopefully happen in 2021 We've got um, a little bit of inside information, I suppose. We've got a bit of new equipment on the way, which will actually enable us to have basically up to eight people plugged in at the same time, all talking at the same time, and you can imagine what kind of cluster that's going to be for us. It won't be, because we've got a long way till we can have eight people in a room. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. <laughs> this new equipment will allow us to do it over the phone as well, so we've got some real swanky new stuff coming. And, uh, and that's yeah. when Ian brings out that train game he's after, to get the four to six people playing <laughs> it. <Yeah>. Indeed. <laughs> Stop the train. So if you've got any others, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're... you're Kickstarter mad, so I'm going to bet you... I've calmed down, today. actually, a bit in the last few months, but um, my year's looking like it's a lot of sequels. I've got Burgle Bros 2 coming. For, the original game is a, a popular one for our groups anyway, and I absolutely love it. You know me and my co-op stuff. It's my jam anyway, so I'm looking forward to that arriving. I've got Subterra 2, copy and paste the answer from the last game. You know, really love the original... Really looking forward to trying all the new shenanigans with that. Carrying on with the theme of sequels is Setter Watch as well, Swords of the Coin. It's like an expansion extras bit for it. So I'm looking forward to that arriving. As Paul mentioned, Streets is also another sequel as well. So for me, feels like we've just uh, 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 following the sequels. But two other honourable mentions that should be here next year as well are Bristol 1350. Again, I don't need to go into that too much. I was say, all three of us have, uh, have backed that game yep. and I think all of us are really looking forward to it. And the last one I've taken a punt on is a game called Cafe Chaos, based off of a YouTuber that I watch relatively um, frequently. Little another food fighting game, um, all based off of like a deck card game sort of thing. So I'm actually, it was cheap. It was a lot of fun. You know, I rec- you know, I can I relate to all the animation that's related to it as well. So I'm looking forward to that arriving. Nice. That's a fair amount of uh, games you've got coming. <laughs> 
let's be honest though neither of us have, have been anywhere near as bad on on kickstarter this year no as in previous years and the delays from a lot of the ones we have have probably helped with that because again yeah. there's two more mentions going that at least one of you two each have both got one is zoography which i know you've got a copy of jason as well we have yeah and the other one is one that paul's got is kingdom rush which should be here imminently yeah. but still not quite i've had my fedex message saying it's on its way that must have been literally today or something then no it was friday oh i haven't had mine yet i don't know um it said it should have been here tuesday but then when i checked it tuesday it said it had only just left the netherlands (laughs) so uh yeah hopefully it'll be uh in the next few days there's um obviously as you mentioned zoography is, is on my list for ones that are due and actually i think if i remember correctly they did an update today which says the shipping is imminent on that as well yeah. so hopefully i would really love if that would turn up before christmas but it's not looking good so i'm i'm thinking early january yeah for that one and I, that's one that i really want to crack out quickly and i mean we might even do a podcast on that one because i think that game's going to be really good i'll probably push for the same with kingdom rush as well because i yeah. am really really looking forward to that one i haven't actually played yet is the horizon zero dawn had the base game turn up but again the rest of it's arriving at some point next year um, so that's yeah that's it on the shelf of shame at the moment i will say actually you you mentioning that and it sort of works in with the jurassic world game that we've got coming i've noticed this year there's actually been a lot of that where kickstarters are shipping in two lots as opposed to all together like they usually would do we do you actually think that that's you know pandemic related or do you just think that that's going to become a new normal thing with regards to Kickstarters and stretch goals. I think they have mentioned it as a reason for shipping stuff separately. Um, I, I Obviously, I can see the reason why. They concentrate on the base sets first, get them out to those that want them, that don't want to wait for the whole lot to turn up at once. But yeah, I, I can certainly see the reason why they're doing it. There is another reason as well, and it's not one that's not a popular opinion, and I'm, I'm not popular with it either, is... Um... A lot of them are releasing the base games and then asking the backers whether they're okay with then sending the base games to market at the same time as well. Mm. I know it's Kingdom Rush done this. You can actually go and buy a base copy of the game without any of the expansions in the shop, you know, from retail, like imminently, because they're pushing for it before Christmas. But again, I I would say the same for Jurassic World. They've got all the approval um, to send this for retail as well. Yeah. So I think they're pushing the base game and the two main expansions before any of the Kickstarter exclusives to to get the money coming back in at full-blown retail everywhere yeah. and get the hype in the game that way and then focus on getting all of the micro-expansions that we've all got as Kickstarter yeah. extras as a second wave. And it's, it's good for a game because it brings the hype up. It's also good for those that eventually get their products um, extras through because it brings the secondary market up in value. But it's a pain to when games start appearing at retail and you don't have your own pledges yet. Welcome to, I think I mentioned, did this last year um, when we were still having conventions. They hadn't even got any Kickstarters out to any players and they rocked up to an American convention and started selling the um, latest Kickstarter stuff there yeah. about three or four days before even the American Kickstarter backers got theirs and it was months before we got the rest of the world and they couldn't understand the uproar and them doing it. And it's not just Kickstarters. I was at UKGE in 2019 and I pre-ordered Star Wars Outer Rim and I hadn't received it, yet they were at the show selling it yeah. from an online retailer. And uh... I mean, if I'm honest, that's how I actually came by my copy of the Hellboy game 
Um, I didn't actually back it, but um, one of my good friends who did back the game went to a, a gaming convention that I wasn't able to attend, and they were there selling the Kickstarter box, and he hadn't even received his yet, so he, you know, he really wanted to play it, so he bought it, played it, and then when his copy turned up, essentially said, "Well, do you want, you know, do, do you want my Kickstarter one? It's exactly the same. I'll just charge you what I paid for it." So that's how I ended up coming by mine. But he, his copy turned up. I think it was nearly two months later. You know and yet yeah, that's people that have been serious through, gap isn't it yeah. yeah exactly and it's it, I mean that wasn't great and obviously that's not 2020 that's, that's last year but, but yeah I mean that's something I really hope doesn't become a normal thing I, I don't like the fact they send things separately and it's it's been dawning on my mind a little while now because Kickstarter for me in the UK is becoming a risk uh, and it's not a risk because of, of, of what it is. It's a risk because of the fact that we're now going to have stupid import charges and postage costs with the fact that we are leaving the European Union. Postage and imports are going to go through the roof. So if they're going to start sending stuff separately, we're going to be paying two lots of postage, two lots of import fees, and it's going to make games ridiculous ridiculously expensive and ridiculously hard to find um is there i mean is that something that you guys have have, have thought about or you know am i am i alone in, in thinking no, that? unless they went down the zavi route and everything comes into one particular hub in one huge shipment and then gets distributed in the uk as per hero quest is planning to yeah i mean my hope is that that's what they will do you'll just have a you know rather than having a central european distribution hub you will get a separate one for the uk only but i can still see our our costs being it will still bring up the prices and i've seen the discussion now on a lot of the kickstarters that have gone on over the last year because people you know there's lots of now disclaimers saying you know shipping is going to be this subject to yeah. whatever happens so it's difficult for those making the campaigns as well yeah i recently had a kickstarter that uh, was actually due december and it has been delayed unfortunately it's only been delayed by a month it is coming in january but obviously that's caused a discussion on the kickstarter group saying well if it's been delayed that means we're gonna have to pay extra import charges and they've sort of turned around done a decent thing and say look don't worry we will absorb that extra charge but it does make you wonder and Again, it's been on my mind with regards to the Jurassic World game. That has now been delayed into 2021, which means the postage that we have already paid will not cover those new import charges. And, and that game is a colossal game yeah. we are going to get hit hard for. Yeah. So I think a lot of a lot of Kickstarters that have been delayed are going to... People are going to get stung. Has it actually mentioned the weight of all the boxes coming? A lot. Yeah, because I know our... Kingdom Rush. Have you gone all in? Yeah. Yeah, so that's two kilos. It's, it's a lot more yeah. than two kilos. <laughs> <laughs> so, have either of you had any disappointments game-wise in 2020? Have, there, have you had any games that have turned up that you have managed to play and it wasn't really what you thought it was going to be? Or maybe there was a game that was announced and you were all excited for it and then it just didn't really seem does, all that. Does 2020 itself count as a game? It definitely. It was certainly a disappointment. Yeah, it, it definitely feels that way. <laughs> uh, I don't think anything from my perspective has been terribly bad to come through. Just got so many games sat there waiting to be played. Mm. I haven't really come to a huge decision on any of them, whether they are actually good, yeah. good or bad. I think I'd probably jump in and say the same as yourself and the disappointment isn't so much with the games themselves but with the fact that I haven't been able to play them yeah. and if if I did have a game that was due for the most part it's been delayed 
and delayed and delayed again and, and that in itself is a disappointment well i'm, I'm going actually going to take this down the trading card game route and say a large portion of the stuff i followed for trading card games this year has been disappointing for me the lack of tournaments has a huge impact on that so again that brings us back to the covid scenario um being competitive player for pokemon you know i've lost that so i've lost my edge anyway but i don't i've said this before i don't like the direction pokemon's gone in with the way it plays at the moment so that's a huge disappointment for me and also with my vague interest in magic the gathering watching them have to ban the key card that they announced for every single set for about the last four sets running is a colossal mm. mistake you know there's got to be something in the card design where if you're having to ban a card within two weeks of its release something's wrong yeah and I've, it's not once i could forgive four sets on the chart is a big yeah. disappointment really and the other big thing for me as a tournament player especially our location of the uk is i am looking forward to the pokemon world championships finally being outside of the states or yeah. canada because it did go to canada once it was been it got cancelled this year and pushed back to next year my honest opinion this is nothing official but my honest opinion i'll be surprised if we get it next year because the venue's still a hospital at least until march and i just can't see how they can justify a thousand people full-blown world championship even in the excel center easily and get it to legitimately run and get us to qualify for it you know the tournament season's normally in full swing by now with people like this time last year i was halfway to qualifying for you know for last year's world championship and it all fell apart you know and what so it's left a lot of us in the dark they keep saying like that it's almost felt like an extended tournament to allow people to qualify for next year's tournament and stuff you know with the different points requirements for different groups of people that's going to get even more confusing as we run out of time building up to it yeah and at this rate if we they keep delaying it too often we're going to have the next generation of video games come out and i think the main push for it to be in london as the first external venue for the world championships was because the latest games were based off of the uk yeah so they have a small window to get this done in and we're running out of that window yep and that was a big thing for the uk was to, was to finally be able to hold the the pokemon world championships here and that i mean i don't even play the game i was never going to even try and qualify but it was something i was excited about yeah you know because it was something different i mean you only got to look at the pokemon center store last year when people were queuing for 12 hours to get in a store that to be quite frank didn't have a huge amount of range in it and, mm. but i loved my time there i queued up on the first saturday and we got there at five in the morning i think i got in the shop at like 12 and i was only in there for about 40 minutes <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it absolutely <laughs> Another thing that I'm looking forward to for next year that hopefully we might get back in following on from that World Championship sort of discussion is actually having conventions back again, board gaming, video gaming and just general nerdiness. Mm. I, I think we might still be in for another year of digital convention because i know uh, one of the big ones has already announced that there will be no physical one next year they've already confirmed it'll be another digital one well i know mcm movies comic media expo for london asked the question um, of putting in a social distance convention that you're only allowed to one day of not all the weekend there are no week weekend tickets available with limited numbers they were asking who would want to go who wouldn't for may looking at may so i could see the back half of next year maybe with advance mm. the vaccines have started to take effect and that that we might see some conventions but i'd be very surprised if we see anything before june july We've got um, 4th to the 6th of June for UKGE. That's been penciled in. Yeah, I could see that being delayed more than cancelled, though, this, this time round. There's a hope, anyway. I, I like to stay positive, and I'm desperate to get back on the convention scene, anyway. 
what about normal gaming events? Do we, do we think they're going to make a return anytime soon? I mean, obviously all three of us here run our own respective clubs. I know Paul has already got some dates penciled in. Penciled in seven dates for next year already. Um, they seem to have been given the okay-ish. Um, but the Cypress Hall in Burgess Hill has been earmarked for a vaccination centre. So uh, obviously that will overrule anything else that we get going. What about you, Ian? Do you, do you see yourself running any events next year? I can see our comic book shop group. They're itching to get us back. But being realistic, I don't see times changing for the rules and regs until maybe February at the earliest. I think we were all worried about a full-blown lockdown for January, but things seem to be sort of flatlining at the moment. You know, we're at this horrible stalemate of we've almost got the option to actually interact with each other, but we're not allowed indoors anywhere in the middle of winter, which is their way of basically saying, putting the middle finger up and saying, we're going to taunt you that you can almost have what you need. But yeah, the government set the precedent by extending the furlough scheme to March. So that's kind of my goal of uh, hopefully that'll be the tipping point when things start going back yeah. to some vague version of normal. A few a few of the members from our Monday club have been on at me even before the, the second lockdown um, as to when I was going to reopen the Monday. And... I think even before the the second lockdown was announced, I knew it was coming, which is why I never restarted it in the immediate aftermath of the first one, and we went for the Wednesdays instead. Now, we closed down just before our third anniversary, and I'm facing the realisation that it's probably going to be our fourth anniversary before we reopen, which would be April. Being the fact that we are in a community centre... They are being incredibly strict, as they should be, with what we can and can't do in there. I mean, if things don't change with the rules that they were imposing, it was just never going to be viable for us to actually hire the hall to have gamers in there because we wouldn't even be able to get half the numbers that we would need. So... Yeah, it's it's kind of one of them things of... Damned if we do, we're damned if we don't. Exactly. Damned if we do, damned if we don't. But as Ian said, I, I can well believe that if, if we come out of Christmas and they don't put us back into another lockdown, and depending on the, how the tier system is adjusted, we could well be back at the comic shop in January. Here's hoping. Yeah. My guess is still February. January's a lull month for shopping and retail on that anyway because everyone's usually overspent at christmas might be a bit different this year because we don't have christmas or new year's parties so it's going to be an interesting dynamic coming out of that and trying to keep the retail sector alive in general plus how fast they get this vaccination out yep and how many we get we've had one approved another one sounds very promising on the way i'll be one of the guinea pigs on it being a carer at the moment so if i'm not around in february we all know why so how many episodes of the podcast have we actually done so far this one will be episode number 27 as of episode number 26 we have done over a thousand minutes of podcasting well that that's one thing that has come out of this because we started the podcast in lockdown i think that's been a positive for me really this year was although i've been planning this for about two years you know just never with work and that i just never had the time to really sit down and really plan it out yet when obviously the country locked down and it just became a lot easier for me to find a little bit of time because before you know we were running three club nights a week Uh, I was working full-time I have my little one every weekend I literally have one evening to myself every single week as a standard rule yet with the lockdown all of my evenings were free so I actually had the time to really do the research 
we tried our first two episodes um, doing everything ourselves, and it, it it worked to a degree, but it was it became very quick and apparent that we were not going to be able to keep up with everything. And once we'd had yourself on as a guest, it just made sense. You know, there was there was chemistry there, and you have very similar sense of humor, sense of humor uh, as we do. And yeah, it, it just seemed it like, seemed like the right decision to 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 bring a, you on it's a no-brainer decision let's yeah. be real. and i'm very thankful for you doing so and introducing me to brian who's still asleep i mean this also ties nicely into another positive for this year is the is the community spirit we've had to we've had to adapt to keep that alive we have the discord group that's just bloomed and to be honest things like that have actually connected wider communities you know like we still have contact with ed you know even me and paul you know i've never managed to make it to any of the events your your way and it's managed to sort of gel people like that. I've had people from your group, Jason, you know, yeah. your board game groups mixed with mine. You know, it's we, we've had a lot more community spirit this year to finally actually gel us together rather than pull us all apart. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, you've got your Monday nights Discord. Thursday nights where then board gamers used to jump on Zoom and a bit of board game arena thrown in. And so I've always been there as well. And uh, especially during lockdown, uh, some certain somebody who I'm married to, seems to think I had a uh, mistress, who I'd often play Lords of Waterdeep on Steam <laughs> in, into the early hours of the morning because I didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> so, uh, out there, you guys, have you had a good 2020, excluding the fact that there's been a global pandemic? How have you viewed the gaming industry? Have you found any games that you really liked? Any games you disliked? Any games you're really looking forward to? Let us know on our social medias facebook instagram and twitter search for the podcast recorded gaming community we've still got our discord server as paul mentioned we still have our monday night meets they're always a huge giggle they've been growing in popularity a little bit lately but yeah it's been nice to see as i said earlier the community spirit is one of the biggest things to me at the moment and keeping that alive and we're all forced to be separated to still feel like we're part of something and still feel together has been a big thing to me and i'd like to thank everyone for their support on that this year as well absolutely and on that note thank everyone for their support of this podcast as well you know it is something that i've had as i said on my mind for a very long time and i really wasn't sure how many people would really be interested in listening you know it's 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 been amazing i was happy to do this podcast just for me you know because i enjoyed doing it so yes, thanks you very much for listening to this episode, guys. I am going to allow Paul to do something that he doesn't usually get to do. So, Paul, have you got something you want to say? We're off to the news shed. Brian, wake up. Oi! See you in a minute. Oh, me, Paul's his Christmas! Shh! Don't see a sip in the corner. I'm very sorry for the state that you do find me... Brian, Darcy, and myself. I said myself. And him. Somebody forgot it to push in the recording button on the intro, so we've had to do a new one. It was you. Anyways, I'm afraid that we've just had our Christmas party in the shed, and we may be a tiddly bit whipsy from all the drinking, but we had a Scotch egg, so it's all good. Yeah, I know, you made an amazing cocktail. <laughs> I said a rudy word. Jason's gonna beep me. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yes, yes, your, your drinking is amazing. 
What did you call it? Kallax. Why did you call it a Kallax? Because <laughs> it's got everything in it. Oh, brilliant. I know, we'll do that in a minute. It'll be fun. We're going to use lots of Eagle Marshmallows and put them on Darcy's spiky bits. So she looks like a big snowball. I know, it's going to be amazing snowballs. <laughs> I know, I know. Before that, did you wanted to do your in impression, didn't you? Go on, it's good, go on. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> go on, you do it. <laughs> Brilliant. Any hoes, this isn't getting the news on, is it? But we recorded it earlier, so... Hello, this is the news. <laughs> Do I really sound like that? I think it's a good job we recorded the proper bit earlier, isn't it? When you didn't push the button. Right, do it proper. Push the button. No. <laughs> That's the light switch. Ooh, disco. That's it. I love you, Brian. A retro-style family Flash Gordon board game will launch in 2021 on Kickstarter to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the 1980s space opera, itself based on the Alex Raymond comic strip from the 30s. Players will hop around the several moons orbiting the planet of Mongo in a bid to gain allies and gather resources that will aid their eventual clash with Ming the Merciless. More exact details on how the board game plays aren't yet available, but the phrase retro style immediately invokes images of the game of life, snakes and ladders and their ilk. Plastic Meatball president Mark Morse said in a press release he wants the 40th anniversary celebration to simulate the same commercial fervour that once accompanied large blockbuster productions, but not Flash Gordon. I was always frustrated that a proper merchandise programme was never developed around the film, Morse said. Two board games, based on the original comic book, were produced in 1965 and 1977, and a tabletop RPG using the Savage World system was kickstarted in November 2017. A tabletop card game, Flash Gordon, Death to Ming, adapted from the film, was recently announced for early 2021. The original film featured an American football player who, in the style of 70s and 80s sci-fi, found himself whisked away to another world caught in the throes of the evil Ming the Merciless. The athlete becomes Flash Gordon and rallies a coalition of peoples from Mongo to face the cosmic threat. The film was commercially successful upon release and its popularity has since been bolstered to cult classic status by its fans. Plastic Meatball will launch a Kickstarter in January to support production of the Flash Gordon board game, along with more details and official artwork. Other licensed products, including commemorative drinking glasses, clothing and enamel pins, will be made available at the same time. More than two years after it was first announced, Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the Corpse, the board game, based on the film franchise, has finally seen a release. Originally revealed in early 2018, Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the Corpse, was initially set to be released in September of that year. However, Gale Force 9, the publisher behind the movie board game, announced that it would be delaying the release to sometime in 2019. Soon after, the studio further delayed the game's launch to 2020, eventually giving the title a new release date of October. 
Since his litany of delays, Aliens, AGDC, has finally hit store shelves two months after it was due to launch this year, with very little fanfare. Gale Force 9 released the game during the week of November the 31st, alongside two expansions, Aliens, Ultimate Badass, and Get Away From Her, You... Another glorious day in the corpse is one to six players attempting to survive a trip on the terraforming facility of Hadley's Hope, whilst waves of deadly xenomorphs swarm from their underground nest. Based on the 1986 film directed by James Cameron and featuring Sigourney Weaver, Aliens, AGDC, challenges players to experience up to six different missions across Hadley's Hope, including a campaign containing four connected missions. Players can choose between a selection of different characters featured in the film, including protagonist Ellen Ripley, as well as several of the colonial marines such as Vasquez and Hicks, each with their own set of unique abilities. As players explore the different locations of the station, they will have to confront the many xenomorphs lurking inside its shadowy corners, using whatever weapons and gear they find along the way to fight back. The two expansions for the horror game introduce a new set of characters to the title alongside additional missions and even the option to play as the Xenomorphs themselves. Besides Aliens AGDC, Gale Force 9 is known for publishing various other tabletop titles based on existing licenses such as Firefly the board game, Spartacus a game of blood and sand and the 2019 reprint of Dune. Aliens, Another Glorious Day in the Corpse, is available now at retail for £45, with the ultimate badass priced at £22 and get away from her, you costing £45. They've been busy over at Handiwork Games, as they have recently announced their brand new Patreon, offering a menagerie of new creatures that are D&D 5e compatible, perfect for your tabletop. Patreon is a membership system where your funds go to the creators more directly in exchange for a monthly subscription. You may receive a range of things depending on the creator, from early access to exclusives, digital downloads, competitions, etc. In this case, Handiwork Games has created the perfect set of monsters for you to subscribe to. Named Handy Monsters, the creatures have been designed by John Hodgson and Jacob Rogers, offering specially created artwork of monsters, stats and full lore field descriptions, and they are directly downloadable. As for the subscriptions, you can offer as much or as little as you like, with the higher subscriptions containing even more, including a discount for the Handiwork store, digital art cards, home printable paper minis, and virtual tabletop tokens in portrait and top-down. And if the examples are anything to go by, there's excitement to be had in discovering the knacker, the Grumbler and the Clatterbones, as well as the Quicksilver Troll or the Wrath of the Moat Terror. The Patreon begins with a tier of £3 per month, with three monsters per month, access to its Discord and the last three months of releases. For £4.50, it's four monsters per month, plus the aforementioned Discord and content, and finally £7 for full access to everything. My own Mid-Sussex Meeples sideline in t-shirts over at Made by Meeples Amazon merch store has seen a growth. Amazon have now made available access to the French, Spanish, Italian and Japanese stores for us to sell our wares. So I will be, over the next week, migrating our t-shirt designs over onto those platforms. But not just that, I've managed to get a new design in for the new year. Featuring what has been popular meme on the gaming forums is a D2020. 
No, it's not a 2020-sided dice. It's a D20 with ones all over it, signifying the complete mess that 2020 has been. And my t-shirt features the slogan, We must never re-roll the D2020. So if you fancy a peek or a cheeky purchase, then pop over to our Amazon store and search for Made by Meeples, where you'll find the D2020 shirt, the Mid-Sussex Meeples shirt, Crawley Gaming Community t-shirt, or even the podcast with Crawley Gaming Community t-shirt, and indeed, all my other designs. Well, we're looking at Kickstarter and 2021 now, and we have some great-looking games that are dusting off 2020 and only just showing us sneaky peeks at what they have in store for us. We've banged on about He-Man and the Masters of the Universe IP, and the games we know that are coming for us in Europe, from Archon Studios and Simon for everyone else. Simon promises to include many beloved characters from the franchise from the game being designed by those responsible for both the Bloodborne board game and the Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Whereas we've already seen some of the bonus miniatures that Archon Studios have to offer, Archon Studios have a little more info for us in regards to it being a 2-6 to six player game. All characters will be in a 32mm scale, and mechanics-wise, we're looking at a little area control, bit of dice rolling and plenty of team interaction together with a bit of monster taming thrown in. Archon Studios game is being designed by the peeps behind the Wolfenstein board game. Next up, Steamforged Games got their hands on the hugely popular Japanese video game franchise Monster Hunter and are adapting it to the tabletop. In Monster Hunter World, you'll be controlling a single character fighting off some very large and detailed Monster Hunter miniatures with equally large weapons crafted from the spoils of your previous victims. The original Batman Gothic City Chronicles was one of the most successful Kickstarter board game campaigns ever, collecting over $4.4 million from over 19,000 backers. Season 3 looks to offer many gameplay and quality of life changes to make everything more accessible and enjoyable. With solo and co-op modes also set to be included, that will be compatible with every single scenario release so far. We can also expect new storage solutions and obviously tons of scenarios and minis portraying new events and characters from Gotham City. Fans of Sulkin and other highly complex Euros are in for a real treat here. The author of the popular board game about Mayans, Simone Lucani, is preparing a brand new title with Nesta Mangon. It will tell the story of Charles Darwin reminiscing his adventures through the Galapagos Islands back in 1835. Worker placement mechanics will be used for exploration, gathering and sending your findings to museums. But in order to be able to do that, you first need to unlock certain study and activity disciplines. Quantum Shock belongs to the horror science fiction genre and allows two to four players to cooperate and experience its story that, according to the early materials, is going to be quite important here. The game adds many creative actions to a pool that we usually expect from co-op adventures. Sure, you'll be able to move, attack, hide, but what about also jumping over the map, teleporting, or even going as far as manipulating time and space itself to achieve your goals? Remaking games designed by Martin Wallace has become a popular trend on Kickstarter recently and it's not stopping with Brass. In 2021, Tinner's Trail, another game designed by this popular creator, will be available in a new shape and with highly updated visuals. Tinner's Tale makes players become miners and traders looking for precious ore. And like in most games by Wallace, the economical aspect plays a huge part here. The 2021 edition will have a more varied player count, 
two expansions and an upgraded rule set that makes the game much less random. Vital Lacerda, creator of Lisboa and On Mars, is easily one of the most recognised Kickstarter board game authors when it comes to more complex Euro-style titles. His latest game, called Weather Machine, after being heavily playtested, will launch on Kickstarter in 2021. The game is set in a steampunk-style world where players become leaders of various companies, trying to sell services of a unique machine able to control the weather. There are numerous paths to take here and a lot of different goals leading to victory, including less moral ones. Even though the designer here is pretty new, we couldn't shake the feeling that this is going to be something one of a kind. Virago, the fantasy globe game, is a tabletop game making use of an actual globe you use, usually seen in geography lessons. It presents a map of a certain fantasy world and crazily enough is playable by 1 to 10 players. Game components are attached to the globe by magnets. In a quite complex civilization style game filled with strategy, we enter a proper fantasy setting, highly dependable on magic with a dash of science fiction, as the action seems to take place on a semi-sentient planet. The majority of the game is 4x style, and you can either create your own setup before starting or pick one of the 25 ones suggested by the author. Whether you're expanding or fighting for survival, the planet itself might punish you for disturbing its balance and in turn make the game challenging. An apocalypse is just one of the 125 ways the game's going to be able to end. Dice Hospital isn't happy with its expansions and indeed spreading out to theme parks, so in turn is set to launch a roll and write on Kickstarter next year in the form of Dice Hospital Emergency Roll. The details about gameplay are yet to be revealed, but all we know is it's going to be playable for 1-6 to six players and each session should last from about 20-30 to 30 minutes. Events being as they are will still be confined to the remnants of history for now. Just remember the Discord server on a Monday evening is especially great for laughs and giggles. We hope to bring you some news on events when we come back from our break, but in the meantime, have a wonderful and joyous break. We hope you get all the games you ask Santa for, and Brian and I will see you in 2021. So it's a goodbye from him, and a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for that, Paul. Thank you very much for that, Brian. And thank you guys for joining us for our very last podcast of 2020. I know, I know you're all looking forward to 2020 being over, mainly because you won't have to listen to this podcast for a few weeks. Let's also hope 2021 doesn't say hold my beer. (laughs) But anyway, guys, if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast this year or today, maybe you've only listened to this for the first time. If you have, hello, please subscribe. (laughs) click the button click that big click that button that says subscribe or follow or whatever it might be if you can leave a review be nice leave us five stars if you can that would be really great it really helps us get the the program out to as many people as possible that's it from us we're going to close now we're going to have a very maybe not well earned vacation but we're going to enjoy our Christmas break and uh, yeah we will see you in 2021 have a great Christmas have a great new year. Stay well, stay safe as always, and make sure you make the most of this time with your friends and your family as a as much as you can uh, able. Yeah, it's great for everyone to be listening to us, and uh, we shall see you in the new year, all fresh, rebooted, and finally some kickstarts to look forward to. Let's hope so. Yeah. Got anything to add, Brian? 
sums up 2020 really doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) and on that rather depressing deflated bombshell we're gonna say goodbye thank you very much for joining us guys have a great christmas great new year we'll see you in 2021 thank you very much game safe stay safe bye-bye 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 we wish you a merry christmas we wish you a merry christmas 